way. Yeah, man, man, man. All out of options, nothing to choose. I pissed out on Netflix, I'm sick of the news. I sign up to Sky, but I don't wanna pay. I've been on furlough since May. <laughs> now I'll go and listen to a company at a joy. episode 14 of the podcast which is series two episode one the return of the seven part one Mm. now george this is like a monumental occasion yeah yeah. finished season one we're on to season two we've had a couple (laughs) of giveaways we've had some fantastic support from some great listeners Um, We've also had a bit of controversy and I'm going to follow up on a bit of controversy. So do you remember last episode? Yeah. I was talking to you about the uh, admin team of the official official of Vidazane Pet Facebook page, which has chosen not to recognise any of my posts that I post up. So I post up every week saying the new episode's been released and that the post is not approved for their site. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they've got an admin team of like five dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I put the I I request to post an announcement about our podcast, and that post is deleted. Yeah. Not not yeah. allowed. Not allowed on their site. Now, yeah. So last week at the end, obviously we've been doing this for thirteen weeks, right? Yeah. And so the last week I decided fuck them. Yeah, I've been trying to be nice. I've sent them nice little polite messages on Facebook saying, excuse me, can you tell me why you're not, you know, approving our posts? And it got to the point, I'm like, well, fuck those pricks. Yeah. And and so that was what I said last week. And then lo and behold, I went to try and post on the page this week. And what's happened, George? They've allowed it. No. I've been banned. Oh. <laughs> so, why have I been banned strategically the week after I said they were all fucking pricks? So, what that means, George, is that one or some or all of them are listening to yeah. the podcast. You think they might have banned me as well, but I, I, I mean, I'm sure I was on there the other day. But um, Anyway, yeah. so... I'm a bit perplexed by the hypocrisy of sitting and listening and enjoying our podcast and then not allowing us to put it <laughs> on their page. So if that is you, can you do me a favour? You're banned from the podcast. You're no longer allowed to listen 
to our podcast. So take yourself and go and take your face for a shite. Okay, so there's that's this week's controversy, George. Yeah, no, that's good. So, with a sense of dread, let me ask, what has been going on in the world of young Mr. Bradley this week? Well, I've been uh, booking a trip, which I'm going to New Quay tomorrow. Yeah, I've just been Are you going surfing. My... Eh? No, <laughs> no. You're no, just going to no. go drinking. Yeah, I mean, I've gone large. I've, I've booked a five-star hotel, so uh, I'm going to oh, treat myself. So, uh... so, how are you getting down there? What train? Yeah, yeah. So, um, five four, four nights of luxury. Oh. It's pretty, pretty nice place. So, uh, yeah. it's called the headland. The headland in New Quay. It's right up on the cliff. Overlooks. All the peasants in uh, New Quay. So, uh, oh, have you been to New Quay before? Uh, I think 1988, 1989. That was the last time. I did a, I, I emceed an MMA fight there once. Um, yeah. It was a long time ago, about yeah, probably about ten years ago. And um, the um, there was one of them like wanky festivals going on at the same time, so it was just absolutely mobbed with fucking pricks. Mm. So, yeah, it wasn't... Uh... Well, I mean, the whole town, I think, is basically booked out. Everything. I mean, that's why I had to go to the, the posh hotel, because everywhere else oh, right. it was, was the only fully booked. I could only get into the five-star. So, well, yeah. I hope you have a fantastic time there, young George. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Sure. Me, personally, not really been up to much. My, oh, I tell you what, though, I spent fucking the entire weekend driving across Berkshire several times. My kid got himself a job and yeah. it just coincided with the weekend that his mother was away. Yeah. So, like, I, um, so I'm in Redden. My kid lives near Newbury. So basically mm. got himself a job in a restaurant. So I ended up having to drive back and forward to Newbury like six times at the weekend, <laughs> um, which is a 50 mile round trip. So, yeah, oh. basically drove to Newcastle, like the equivalent of driving to Newcastle. And what yeah. thanks did I get? Fuck all. So, wait, <laughs> wait until I put the petrol bill in front of them. What sort um, of restaurant is it? It's an Italian restaurant. All right. Bada bing. Yeah. So, I'm very, yeah, I'm proud, very, very proud. Proud dad moment. Yeah, mm. got, did it all off his own back. Like, found the job advert on, on the internet. Oh, good friend. Yeah. Steve Ian went in for the interview. Did a trial shift and then like now and so he's like you know I mean he's seventeen my kid so you know it's like what he's doing like he's a kitchen porter you know yeah, so yeah. it's like washing pots and you know mopping floors yeah, and, yeah, you right, know yeah. no, look I'm super proud there's no better form of education than starting at the bottom and working your way up so yeah yeah, yeah I am uh, I'm very 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 pleased and pleased enough to drive three hundred miles back and forth mm. across the county for him yes mm. we'll be doing that again um and yeah so back in the gym went back in the gym like so i've been boxing again like obviously i've been back boxing the last whatever month or so um yeah. but um the um see so the, the the normal gym um while it was it's still in the the first like lockdown phase like the sauna and that wasn't open and you like the basically the restrictions meant that you could either use the pool or you could use the gym you couldn't use both and i'm yeah. like hold on so you want me to pay a full month's membership fee to use half a gym is that what you're saying i'm <laughs> like ah, well that's clearly not gonna happen is it anyway uh -huh. they've changed that now so yes back in the gym this morning so 30 kilos 
to lose. Let's mm-hmm. see how we go. Well, there's a lovely, there's a lovely big pool. The place I'm staying at, so I'll be uh, obviously I won't use the gym, but uh, I'll I'll have a dip in the pool. Yeah, in the mornings I think yeah, it's beautiful. It's a lovely big pool. Yeah, what yeah. is it? Surely you should be your you should be like your exercise levels should be getting up. You know, with the fact that you had open heart surgery. Yeah, like yeah. a year ago. I, I can scare all the other guests with my huge big scar down my chest. <laughs> it looks pretty horrendous. <laughs> okay, yes. Well, I don't want to see that. So, in fact, I think you did send me a picture of it once. It wasn't. Oh, that was, that was a couple of days after. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> warm then. Yeah. So, as always, if any of our lovely listeners would like to communicate with us, um, please do so by email. We welcome all forms of constructive criticism, um, abuse, tips, pointers. Um, in fact, we're going to talk about a pointer that was given to us by one of our shout-outs. Have I got the... Let me... Um, hold on. Let me just... Uh, let me bring up the email. So... I am... Right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, our, do you remember one of our shout-outs, Dougie Brown? Yeah. Uh, sent us in an email explaining something that I'm going to explain when we, yeah. when it comes up in a second. So, I'm glad glad that talking about that reminded me. So, anyway, as always, if you have anything that you would like to let us know, um, like I say, um, constructive criticism, praise, um, you know, and or backslash abuse or love letters, please do email us. Our email address is again at gmail.com. That's again at gmail.com. Um, please do follow us on our socials. Our Instagram is at podcast. That's Instagram at podcast. Our Twitter is at again. That's Twitter at again. Um, our Facebook page, please like and share our Facebook page, which is our Vidazin Again podcast. And if you are watching on our YouTube channel, which is our Vidazin Again podcast, please do click, uh, like, uh, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and click that bell. And if you are just watching an audio, please, at some point, if you are a YouTube user, do go and search out on YouTube or Be The Zane Again podcast. Please do subscribe and click that bell. But if you, uh, like I say, we are available just on audio for people who do want to listen and not watch because um, we are not the prettiest fellows in the world. Um, you can find us on all good podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcast Breaker, and many, many more. And as you should know by now, all of our episodes, our new episodes, are released every Friday at 10 a.m. Our theme music is written and performed by the guitar man, Mr. Lee Dosky. So please, 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 please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And do not... I heard an advert for another podcast on a podcast. Yeah. And the guy went... He goes, he goes, please do subscribe wherever you consume your podcast. <laughs> I went, consume? I was like, you're a fucking prick, mate. Yeah, so don't ever, ever say that you consume a podcast. Wherever you drink your podcast. Um, what a dick. So wherever you get your podcasts, please do like and subscribe. Anyway, and as always, 
I am actually thinking I'm out, I am actually going to be working on a new sponsorship deal. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to keep stum about that for the time being. But at the moment, we are still. We get 80s classics to do it, I think. <laughs> George. <laughs> you fuck. How fuck? Because I just got the guy from 80s Casual Classics. I just added him as a friend on Facebook. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. So I was going to send him a message going, Do you fancy sponsoring my podcast? And like, obviously, because we are an 80s themed podcast. But, yeah. I've, you know, I very much doubt it'll come off. But, you know, it's that's something I am working on. But until then, yeah. we will still be sponsored by Top Gun Tattooing of number 12, the Harris Arcade in Reading. Um, their website is topguntattoo.co.uk. Their telephone number is audible 189-968-667. And as always, some fantastic offers for our listeners. Um, the first offer is with Zach the award-winning tattooist of Top Gun Tattooing, you can get yourself a 20% discount off any tattoo with Zach with the code word Hadaway and Shiteman. So if you speak to Zach and say Hadaway and Shiteman, either in person or over the telephone, you will be offered a 20% discount off your tattoo. Now, even though it makes fewer appearances in Series 2, we are still offering a free tattoo to every listener. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, the free tattoo is the Neverland Lottie. Neverland Lottie. <laughs> Lottie tattoo. So if you want a Neville and Lottie tattoo, which is sported by young Neville throughout the first series of our Billy Zane Pet, you can get one for free. All you've got to do for a free Neville and Lottie tattoo is send us in an email at our again at gmail.com. We will take you down to Top Gun Tattooing and provide you with a free Neville and Lottie tattoo. And we will also film picture, broadcast, you name it, you will become famous among the listeners of this podcast for having a Neville and Lottie tattoo. So um, we were going to announce the new giveaway, but as I said to you, George, I left it at home. However, I think I am going to be recording the podcast from home next week, so we won't have that problem. Um, But we are going to have a new giveaway as of uh, next week. So make sure you do tune in next week to see what the new fantastic giveaway is. So there we go. That's all the boring stuff out of the way. So there was there was one bit of trivia that I, I was reading that uh, I forgot about, actually. Um, obviously, it's, you know, it's filmed where EastEnders is filmed now. Yeah. Um, in the, I think one of the plots in sort of the late 80s, um, that's when I used to watch it, um, there used to be a nightclub on the site as part of the plot. And do you know what the name of the nightclub was? No, I don't. The Dagmar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That I, I, rem- do. I do remember that now, yes. Because that, and it was owned by Mr. Wilmot Brown. Wilmot Brown, the rapist. Ah, there we go. See, that, that's when everyone used to watch EastEnders, when it was yeah, still yeah, good. Yeah. The Dagmar, yeah. I think it got burned down. It got torched, didn't it? Do you think that that was a little bit of a nod, or do you think it was just a coincidence? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, why call it the Dagmar? It's a bit. bit well, I don't know. Well, it was actually on the site of the admin hut. You never know. Well, look, it may well have been. Yeah. You know what, George? It may well have been. Yeah. I tell you what, that 
you've blown me away there, young George. That's a fantastic bit of our <laughs> trivia that you brought to the table today. I knew there was a reason that we fucking got you on board here, George. It wasn't <laughs> just for your good looks and big scar down your chest. <laughs> yeah. So, as I said before, we are now on to series two. And this is series two, episode one, The Return of the Seven, part, part one. one. Now, this was initially broadcast on the 21st of February, 1986. So, hold on. Let me just... I've, one thing I did forget to look at, but I'm just going to flick back now. Yes, so, yes, so there was... Basically, there was two years. So the, the last episode was the 10th of February, 84, and yeah. this episode was the 21st of February, 86. Mm. They do reference two years in the show a few times they, as well. They yeah, do, yeah. yes, they do. So it was the chronologically, it does work out quite well. So um, it is, uh, as always, it is written by Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenier. And there are several, several, new characters to introduce <laughs> some of we'll take them sort of one by one really as and when they come up mm. and um they we, and uh, and obviously we, there is a you know a, a bit of uh, uh, there's a few different locations um that are used that we're going to talk about and um there are also a few other bits and pieces so um, the episode sort of picks up from where the last one sort of left off a little, yeah, yeah. kind of. Now, so they're on the building site and the horn goes and it's obviously the last day of work and Barry is trying to organise the famous <laughs> picture, the famous photograph, the, the, the photograph of the Magnificent Seven. And he's, you know, and he's and he's telling everyone to stand and and get in, um, and um, you know, get in the, uh, you know, get in the picture. And everyone's just fucking, you know, nobody's interested. And Barry's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And um, and then he says, you'll have this picture for life, pride of place. And then so Barry then lines up the camera, and Oz sticks, <laughs> Oz sticks Roland the trowel. Um, down the front of his trousers and Barry gets upset and he's put it away as it's not funny. Oh. And um, and then Wayne says, can I offer you a word of advice? And Barry, you know, being a bit of a, be, thinks he's been a bit of a know-it-all, says, not now. And uh, he says, absolutely still, come on, lovely. And <laughs> uh, and then he, you know, he presses click and he says, right, Buster, and, and everyone walks off. And then Wayne comes up and, and advises him and he says, well, because what I was going to say is if you took the lens cap yeah. off you a picture. So Barry's Barry's made a mistake with the photograph and he, he's like, oh, flip my neck. So then he gets everyone back. And again, you know, everyone's, um, you know, you know, everyone's got better things to do than, uh, than uh, you know, everyone like Neville wants to go and... They've all got you know, a Bex in their hand as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neville <laughs> wants to go and buy Brenda a present and... Um, yeah, so anyway, then he gets everyone back in the line and then he realises that he won't be in it. And then Oz says he'll take it, but no, Barry wants everyone in it, so he asks the German worker. And he says, bitter mein hen, taken the photo. I don't think, that, <laughs> I don't think that's uh, officially translated, yeah. that German there. 
And then he sort of gives the German builder the the uh, the uh, instructions on how to use the camera. And then Oz says, he says, personally, I've no desire to have a memento of this crap hole. So you better <laughs> send me one of these snapshots, all right? And Barry's like, it's not the place, it's it, is it? He says, it's it's us lot, it's comradeship. Yeah. And the German, and, and obviously Barry's very, very busy, like, <laughs> Barry's like turning around trying to talk to us, and the German takes the photo. It's very sort of slapstick, the way that it goes on. Mm. And um, and he says, no, no, and he's like, he wasn't looking, he says, bit of mine hand taking the photo again. So again, <laughs> Barry and Barry's German's coming on fantastic for the six months they've been there. And, uh, and Moxie says, we can't wait to see the back of each other, Barry. And, um, and Barry says, you wait and see, Mox. There'll be times when we each look back on this place with affection. And, you know, he's talking, he nearly fucks the picture up again. And, um, and, he, and he says, I'm telling you, mate, we had some busting times, though, didn't we? And <laughs> everyone in unison says, nah, <laughs> click, and the photo is taken. Yeah. The, record is, the record is made for posterity. Mm. So then... We look back, there's a little bit of a, a montage, montage yeah. of, of the last episode. Now, here we are. So, so again, big shout out to Dougie Brown, who pointed out a bit of fantastic trivia for us. Mm. Do you remember that on the last episode, that when they all turn up at Dagmar's house, Moxie isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And do you remember just slightly before that, when they're coming back from the bar, Pat Roach, Bomber, is carrying Moxie. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, the reason that that is happened, that those two things happen, is that the actor, well, Christopher Fairbank, and obviously Moxie, broke his leg. Oh. So, if you notice, there's a, there's a, when there's a, there's a bit, right, when, uh, Bomber's got Moxie over his shoulder and they're stood mm. outside and the, and the hut is on fire. Like, mm. Bomber's holding a coat which surreptitiously covers Moxie's leg, ah. right? And he's like, and obviously he never puts him down. So Bomber's carrying Moxie. Everyone thinks it's because Moxie's drunk, but it's actually because Moxie, well, the, the actor... Well, there's another scene, isn't there, where Bomber is carrying someone who isn't after uh, Holton dies... Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's well. That's at the end of see, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's at the end. So at the end of this series, at the end of series, uh, at the end of series two, when Gary Holton unfortunately had, had died, um, there were certain, um, you know, the, in the, within the last couple of episodes, there are certain parts where they have to use a, a like yeah. a, a double, yeah, like yeah. So all of the, you know, you'll notice in the last couple of episodes. They're always like, where's Wayne? Oh, he's down the pool yeah. on Bird. You know, yeah. and then whenever you see him, all you see is the back of his head. You never see yeah, him because yeah. the poor bloke's dead. Um, but yeah, there is a bit where Bomber picks him up and carries him out the pub. That's it, yeah. But yes, so I just want to say a big thank you. So these are the kind of emails that we like. If we have missed anything and you have some trivia that you do that you think that we need to know. Um, then please do, um, uh, please do send it in. Um, so, um, yeah, but that's a big, once again, a big shout out to yeah. Dougie Brown 
for the yeah well um, done for the uh, the uh, trivia about Moxie's leg. So then we go into the montage. So we've had a little bit of a montage looking backwards. We've now got the montage looking forwards of what's basically happened over the last, um, you know, the next couple of years. And so there's the new song, um, which is um, uh, written uh, by Ian Lafreni and uh, um, David McKay and Ian Lafreni, and obviously sung by Joe Fagan. And it's um, and it's uh, the, the the song that plays is called "Get It Right." And it's mm. like we're gonna get it right this time. Yeah, it's a pretty um, good one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I am a big fan, big fan. So obviously we see, you know, there's the lads on the ferry and then it cuts to a picture of uh, the uh, looking down at Newcastle. So it's mm. a, a city scene of Newcastle. Um, Nev is then on the building site and the foreman calls Nev and Nev rushes off the site. And then mm. you see him into the hospital and Brenda is in labour. Mm. Um, we see Moxie <laughs> going over the wall. Yeah, that yeah. Is, well, later on, he talks about how he's in, uh, he was in an open prison in Cheshire. Yeah. Um, but that is, that location's actually in Nottingham. Mm. Um, then we see Bomber wrestling. So, yeah. Bomber, um, so Pat Roach was... He was a good wrestler, wasn't he? Well, this was, you know, back in the world of sport days, I believe. Yeah. Um, went under the name of Bomber Roach, uh, but, uh, and he was the British and European wrestling champion. Yeah. Now, there is a bit later on when he talks about how it's not fixed and how he always loses. <laughs> yeah. Clearly it was fixed and yeah. he, he won, so that wasn't true. But anyway, yes, there, so there's a great... Um, you know, there's a great, um, there's a great uh, bit of, uh, of bomber wrestling. You then see Wayne in the car with the, you know, the eighties yeah, yeah. strip across Wayne. Oh, yeah. I remember those whaling cars in the eighties. Oh, they're everywhere. And then you see uh, cuts to Dennis is in a casino drinking heavily. So yeah. obviously mentions later on about his debts to Ali Fraser. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. actually say how. He got in debt to Ali Fraser, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm making an assumption here that it was something to do with the casino because he was in a casino. Yeah, yeah. And then he's in debt to Ali Fraser. He didn't look too happy in that casino, did he? I think. Well, he, yeah, he looked losing. Like, looked like he fucking lost the grand and won a quid. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> as we see, Dennis is um, getting tucked into the drink. Oh yeah, the, old, the old top shelf. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then it cuts to some pictures of the Falkland Islands, right. and those those pictures are actually the Falkland Islands. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a stock. It said there was stock. It was stock film. Nobody yeah. went out to the Falkland Islands and actually fucking yeah. uh, and actually filmed it. It was stock film, but that was real film of the Falkland Islands. So we. Um, we uh, cut um, to the, the Falkland Islands, which is, I believe it's just outside Nottingham somewhere, the yeah. bit that they use. And um, they, um, it's Oz and Barry and an, an Oz's Irish mate who's called mm. Paddy. So they... Surprisingly enough. 
Ah, there you go, yeah. So they're, 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 I mean, you know, they're all dressed up. It's obviously supposed to be freezing cold. Barry's got high-vis oil skins on. Oz has got a, he's, he's woolly, like, you know, he's, he's overcoat. He's got a scarf tied around his head. You know, they're all dressed up like, you know, they're all dressed up funny. And um, Barry says, he says, I must admit, Oz, after the disappointment of not getting to Saudi, hi, with the fact that his bike blew up and the fact it was a 5,000-mile fucking... Um, I had grave misgivings about joining you and the Falklands, mate. And he says, oh, I why is that then? And he says, I'd seen pictures on the television, I'd read all the papers and stuff, and I knew there were no amenities as such. But what I really worried about was I heard about the animosity from the locals towards the in... Mm. In, 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 in... What? It... it, it or whatever. Workforce. The local workforce. Yeah. Um, and Oz says, now nah, we're getting any trouble from the Bennies, do we? Now, yeah. apparently, the Owen Oates, minor trivia, apparently that was um, that was a real word that the English yeah. called the Falkland Islanders, but because they all wore woolly bobble hats. Yeah, yeah. And so they all... I was talking to my, my flatmate, fought in the Falklands. He was a soldier okay. over there. So, uh, yeah, I was talking to him about it, yeah. And, um, and so... Apparently, because they were all wearing woolly bobble hats, they looked like Benny, and obviously, you know, they've probably got a bit of a tan going on, um, you know, yeah. South American. Um, you know, they probably looked like Benny off Crossroads. <laughs> Miss Diane. And um, and so he says, um, no, he says, we're getting any trouble from the Bennies. And he says, no, and Barry says, Bennies. He says, Benny and Crossroads. He says, yeah, he says, Benny, man, you know, the duck egg, the thicket. He's the stupid one, isn't he? That's what we call the locals. So they were called Bennies, but more for their appearance rather than their their uh, level of intellect. Yeah. Um, so Barry says, oh, yeah, he says, yeah. He says, of course, another thing I heard was that some of our lands go a bit potty out here, you know, with the solitude and the wind. Now, that is actually, I don't know if you know, that's actually quite a real thing. You know, the wind can send people mental, don't you? Oh, really? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, you know, do you remember when we, do you remember when I used to live in Marbella? So, yeah. You go further down the coast to the very, very tip of Spain. There's a yeah. place called Tarifa. Yeah. Tarifa is like basically you've got you've got the Mediterranean there and you've got the, the Atlantic there. So you've yeah. got wind comes off, oh. right? So apparently in Tarifa, there's constantly like a, a noise of a wind, like shh. Yeah. And apparently Tarifa has got the highest suicide rate in Spain. Oh. So, yeah, people that have lived there, instead of just moving house, you know, they're like, what shall I do? I'm definitely not stuck to the spot. Shall I move or shall I kill myself? Oh, I <laughs> kill myself. Yeah. Buy some headphones. Yeah. I, I, earplugs are freely available. But yes, so um, it, apparently it is a true thing that the wind can send you mental. And... Um, Paddy says, who told you that? And Barry says, I think it was the Sunday people, actually. I was reading that apparently some British Britties found some old Argentinian machine guns and went absolutely berserk and started letting them off at each other. And I says, yeah, well, you know, you'll always get the occasional lunatic, won't you? Oh. And, um, and then they decide to play a bit of a prank on Barry. And Paddy says, do you like a bit of sport, Barry? And he says, well, yes, actually, I do, uh, especially table tennis. And he says, we have races, don't we, Oz? And he says, oh, I, I would do, Paddy. Uh, just for a 10 spot, like, you know, I kill a bit of time, you know. Are you up for it? And Barry says, yeah, yeah, count me in, bit of fun, isn't it? And he says, oh, it's a bit of fun, follow me. So they climb through some barbed wire fence. He says, right, get your dude. He says, I'll hold the kitty. 
So they all give us the money. And he says, oh, you've still got English money. And then Barry, so they all get ready. And Barry says, how far do we race actually? And us says, well, we'll start here, right? And we'll finish just the, the other side of the minefield. Right, go. And they fucking run up and up. And Oz and Paddy start jumping. You see, like the way that they're jumping, yeah, like pretending to jump over mines. Now I'm assuming that it's not a real minefield. Nah. However, did you know that apparently there are still minefields in the? Yeah, park? yeah. I was. I read that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the the apparently the the cost. So the, the the because the type of ground, it's like peak. Yeah. That's it. Some They're difficult to uh, to get out. Yeah. yeah. So the locals just avoid them. But yeah, apparently there are still minefields um, all over uh, the Falkland Islands. So obviously, the, you know, Oz and Paddy run across the minefield and Barry is stuck to the spot in his get marks position. So we then cut back and um, it says, as you said before, George, says here, England, two years, years later. later. And then um, we see, obviously, Nev is sort of clearly um, looking for a job. And um, so there's the foreman, he's um, the, the foreman and he says, uh, I think he's called Russell. Yeah, uh, the, the Russell, the foreman, he says, well, that's the best I can do, buddy lad. If things change, I'll give you a bell. And he says, aye, thanks Russell. And he says, they've started that new leisure center down Washington. And Nev says, that's too far with Brenda working and everything. I mean, it, it depends where they live, but I don't think it's that far. You know, it's only yeah. a twenty-minute drive. But anyway, um, anyway, the, the foreman uh, Russell says, "Ah, it's canny hate, like never mind, take care." I tada, Russell. So then, so then Nev goes to his car. Mark one Capri, yeah. Mark one Capri, and but the kid is in the car. That's it. Nev, <laughs> yeah. Nev got out the car, left his kid in the car, and went and fucking, you know, stole about. I mean, could you imagine today if yeah. on a TV soap program someone just left that child in a car and fucked <laughs> off for a job interview? Like yeah. there would be absolute uproar. But I mean, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, my mother used to leave me and my sister in the car for fucking hours on end. Yeah. You know, I'd right? be left outside the pub with a coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside, out, oh yeah, sat outside the pub. They'd come out with a bag of fucking bag of crisps and a bottle of That's it. My, my old man, he, he liked he liked the booze in the seventies. So uh, yeah, he used to take me and sit me outside, and uh, he'd go inside. <laughs> yes, I think we all. Uh, I think anyone that was alive in the seventies suffered that indignity, George. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Nev actually speaks to his kid, and he says, "Nah, nothing doing there, pet. Still, didn't bother your little head about it." And he drives off. Now, this is. So this location that we then see, this is a, a quite a famous street in, well, I think it is anyway, in Newcastle. So yeah. I remember going up and down this street quite a lot. So yeah. it's New Bridge Street. It basically connects the centre of the centre of the city to the east side of Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Come, if, you come out, if you come out of Newcastle East, the first place you hit is called Biker. Which obviously yeah. you might remember. You might remember the word biker from Biker Grove. Biker Grove, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Biker's a real place, and there's a there's a road on um, there's a road in Biker called Shields Road, and mm. Shields Road is full of like discount stores. Yeah. So it was you know um, 
it was uh, you know Poundland and well before it was even Pound Pound Stretcher. I think it yeah. was. Do you remember Pound Stretcher? Did you have that? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I remember we were like I remember as a kid. You know we were poor when we were kids. We used to go and um, uh, my mother used to take us up to um, uh, uh, Shields Road on a Saturday afternoon to go shopping and all that. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, but I, th- I think our next character is coming up now. She, she was in Biker Grove, wasn't she? Um, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Let me just uh, let me just flick back there. Leslie St John. Oh yeah, she was definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about Norma for a second. No, no, no. Anyway, so that that so basically Newbridge Street is like it's it's halfway between that that place where the two cars pull up and you've got the Tanner's Arms, which is still there. I think yeah. there's something else now, but it's it used to be a pub, and then you've got the billboard. Probably Weatherspoons, is it? <laughs> Well, the only reason I know is because I did I did just do a quick check on Google Maps just to make sure I was right about where I was thinking. So yeah. you basically, because you, you see the metro coming across and then you've yeah. got a bridge. So there's like a valley and at the bottom of the valley, there's like a city farm and all that. So yeah. the bridge goes over that valley and then, so you come out to Newcastle and you go over the bridge and, and then you, you're into Biker. And um, like I say, so that pub there on the corner was the Tanner's Arms and... Um, I'm pretty sure there used to be a tattoo shop next to it called Aussie's Tattoo Parlor. Now, yeah. if any of our if any of our Geordie listeners can confirm that by email, please do let me know if my memory serves me correctly. And um, and then so the like I say, so uh, Neville is in his car at the lights, and Dennis pulls up in the Jaguar. Well, apparently people keep saying it's a Daimler, but it's a Jag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't if I don't know the difference between a Daimler and well, there's a there's a Daimler Jag. Oh, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jaguar. Jaguar, and, yeah. So Neville sees him and he says, Dennis. And he knocks on the window and says, Dennis. And he says, Oh, hello, Nev. And he says, I haven't seen you in ages. He says, No, no, I've been pretty busy, like you know. And Nev says, looks at the car and he says, I can see that. And he says, Oh, hey, how's the pen? She must be getting on. I haven't seen her since. And he says, since the christening. And he says, I well. He says, I'll give you a bell. We'll have a jar, right? And he just drives off. Mm. And, um, and Nev's like, when did you get the jag? <laughs> and um, and then it, it looks up, and then you see the opposite angle. So you've been seeing the angle looking towards the Tanner's arms. Yeah. See the angle looking away from the Tanner's arms. And it looks up, and there's a there's the, the wolf billboard. Now, I don't know if this was just a Geordie thing, if this was just a Newcastle thing. Did you ever see those billboards around London? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, no, no. so it's a pick. It's a. It's a. It's a. I think it's, is it a can? I think it's actually a can of Newcastle brown ale. Uh, and they're and they're opening the can, and it says "Woof." Uh, Do you know why? That does that make any sense to you? No, no, no. Okay, so Newcastle brown ale in Newcastle is known as dog. Yeah. Oh, the dogs. Uh, uh, dogs bollocks. No, no, just, no, no, just no, dogs. No. No. We're going to educate you here, young George. <laughs> so in Newcastle, everyone calls brown ale dog. So you'll ah. say, if you go into a pub, you'll say, can I have a bottle of dog? Yeah. But you don't, ah. not everyone says it, but you know, it's like, if, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon and you yeah. wouldn't look out of place by saying, can I have a bottle of dog? Right. And the reason it's called dog 
is because men used to say to their wives, I'm just going out to walk the dog. Ah, right, right. And they would go down the pub. And so you'd go, like at, like at any pub in Newcastle back in the day, there'd be loads of dogs tied up outside. So the, like the old saying, I'm going, I'm going to see a man about a dog. Yeah. yeah, 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 but I'm going to go and walk the dog. So, you know, the, that was the thing. So the man would take the dog for a walk, and then the next thing that you'd see, the dog would be tied up outside the pub. And the man with a Coke and a packet of crisps, yeah. With a Coke and a packet of crisps, right? So because, New, because Brown Ale is known as dog, that's why the billboard says woof. Ah, does right. that now make sense to you, young George? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I'm making notes here. Yeah, that's good. Now, so we then cut to the next. We mentioned this last time as well. So we now cut. We are outside Bins, the yeah. department store in the big market in Newcastle. Now, yeah. this was obviously big at the time. Do you, uh, if you actually look in the background, yeah, all the people, yeah, yeah, there are a lot. I mean, obviously, they've you know, they've, you know, this bit of filming, you know, this was, this was the biggest TV show yeah, yeah, yeah. in the country at one point. You know, they're, they're filming the second series, you know, obviously Dennis, you know, Tim Healy is, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, basically the most, you know, him and Jimmy Neal are the most yeah. well-known, you know, Geordie actors and yeah, he yeah. is in, in the big market doing some filming. So, you know, anybody who was anybody, like if you were walking down the road and you saw them building, you would stop and look. Yeah, yeah. So there was quite a few of them as well, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't, and they couldn't do anything about it. You know, there was yeah. quite a, it, it attracted quite a crowd. So they're out the back of bins uh, on the big market, and uh, Den uh, waits by the car. And Vicky, we see Vicky for the first time, who, as you have already said, is um, played by Leslie St. John. Now, yeah. what I was going to do is I was actually going to talk about Leslie St. John maybe in the next episode or the one after, yeah. because we are, I'm going to give a bit of a, um, going to more give a bit of a rundown today of uh, Norma mm. when she comes yeah. on. So, um, so because Vicky has quite a famous outfit that comes up later, doesn't it? In the, in the villa. <laughs> definitely does young George definitely does. And, um, you know, and we can definitely see she is a bit of a, she's going to break a few hearts as young Vicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Vicky comes out the hairdressers and um, she says, what do you think? And Dennis, in, in a typical male fashion, just says, what? And she says, me highlights. And he says, you took long enough, didn't you? We're supposed to be at the airport at 12 o'clock, you know? And, he, and she says, there's a, new, there's a new girl works there. She thinks I look like Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. And, he, and Dennis, this is a fantastic line by Dennis. He just turns around and he goes, who's he? <laughs> put your seatbelt on. So this, put your seatbelt on. Was that, I'm not even sure if this was when seatbelts were law. Well, there was, before it was law, but there was there was a big campaign at the time. Clunk, um, click, which, trip. Which Jimmy Savile used to do. Uh, <laughs> clunk, clunk, click, you know, clunk, click the every irony, trip, yeah. The irony of Jimmy Savile, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, promoting safety. Yeah, he was doing government um, films to encourage you to uh, to put a seatbelt on. Yeah. Well, so I can't, I, well, like I say, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. You know, my kid... 
has got no idea that you used to be able to drive in a car without a seatbelt on. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. it was, and then it was, you had to wear one in the front. Yeah. But then you didn't have to wear one in the back. But then it became law to wear one in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, and um, and like I say, so she says this woman thinks I look like Stevie Nicks, and he says, "Who's he? Put your seatbelt on." She goes, "I hate these things. Drop us a boots, will you, Den?" He goes, "What for?" And she says, "I want to get some suntan lotion." And he says, "You can get some in Marbella. They've got plenty, haven't they?" And she says, they may not have my kind. And I'm not taking any chances. I've got very sensitive skin, you know. Remember what I was like when I came back from Florida? I was in agony. And you know what? This is, like, her attitude is very typical. You can tell she's very much like someone who had nothing and has yeah. now been given everything. Oh, and yeah. as, as, as Addie reminds her later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is the, the way that she plays this character, um, Leslie St. John, is so spot on like you yeah. can tell you can tell from the way that she plays that character she's from some scum shithole council estate in the town right yeah, yeah. and you know she was dragged up and then she's you know she's landed Ali Fraser and the next thing she can buy anything she wants you know yeah. so she's gone from you know not having probably not having you know money to buy shoes living in a tower yeah. block somewhere to, you know, now talking about coming back from Florida and going to Marbella and wanting the right type of type of suntan lotion. And the way yeah. that she plays it just makes, you can, like, you can see in that character everything, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic actress. Absolutely fantastic. And then the car pulls off down the big market. And like you see, you can see all of the people lining the streets yeah. watching the uh, film. And now we see the introduction of my particular favourite character. Yeah, yeah. He is good. Outside of the seven, yeah, outside of the seven, out of all of the series, Ali Fraser, <laughs> my favourite. I love Ali Fraser. And not only that, it was quite funny. So I used to work with a guy who was Scottish. I'm not going to say his name, right? Yeah. But, uh, like, I used to work with a guy who was Scottish and had very, like, the look, the mannerisms and everything. Yeah. And my mate John, right, who, my mate John from Newcastle, we, we were working together in London. And my mate John came down from London, to, uh, came down from Newcastle to London. We all went out on the piss one night. Yeah. And I, I just said to him one night, I was like, who does he remind you of? And my yeah. mate John just turned around and went, it's Ali Fraser. <laughs> 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 so me and like we used to call him Ali Fraser. He like he fucking hated it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. So yes, I love Ali Fraser. And then if you actually notice this bit here, I don't know why. I had to keep rewinding it to try and hear what he was saying. So I don't yeah. know whether this was purposefully, whether he was trying to be quiet, because what he's doing is he's basically he's talking about stuff which is a bit dodgy. Yeah. And um I don't know if it's just habit where he's trying to keep, you know, like he doesn't want other people to hear what he's saying. And he says, yeah. right then, Billy, he says, there's one or two things to keep on the boil. So who yeah. ring up about the contract in the squash club? He goes, uh, he goes, put Hallwood onto that. He's in the picture. And he goes, if any questions come up about cash flow, um, he goes, he goes, problems, and he says something, Geordie Health Clubs. He says, keep mm. that storm, okay? He goes, apart from that, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> and like I say, I kept on having a rewind. And then Billy says, Will do, Mr. Fraser. Have a nice yeah. time. And he's really loud. 
And I'm like, oh, right, okay. So I don't know if that was done on purpose or whether it was just badly microphoned. But yeah. anyway, so like I say, Ali Fraser is, is here. And, and then Dennis pulls up and it says in big letters, Skanda Sauna. And, uh, and Ali says, I haven't got time, Dennis. And he says, traffic is murder, Ali. And Vicky gets in the back. And then they go to Newcastle Airport and he drops them at the door. And you may notice, I actually noticed this, and I saw it written on IMDb, but there was a, an advert on the side of the bus. So there was a bus. Is it Fraser's or something? Was it Patterson's? Patterson, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Was actually, this was a real... This was a real advert on a real bus. In yeah. I remember it vividly as a kid, and it was like a car. It's like a car place. Yeah. Um, it was a very sort of you know they, they used to advertise a lot on the buses in Newcastle, Patterson. Mm. But it just so happens that, like I say, that not only is Dennis's name Dennis Patterson, but yeah. Ali Fraser, the actor, is called Bill Patterson. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you know Dennis Patterson and Bill Patterson pull yeah. up in the car and there's a bus driving off that says Patterson's on the side. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, they, they, they pull up at the door. This It's Newcastle Airport, a place I'm very familiar with. Um, yeah. I used to live very, very close. My mother still lives very, very close to the airport. I mean, it's it's a it's a vast difference to what it looks like there. Um, it's all been modernised and it's, uh, you know, a million miles away from what that looked like. Mm. You can't pull up at the door anymore for a start. Um, but, um, yeah, so Dennis pulls up outside the front door of the airport, a valet comes out and starts to collect the bags, and Ali says, keep an eye on Charlie Skinner, will you, Dennis? He knows I'm away, and he's a devious wee bugger, so show your face and make your presence felt okay. And he says, right, Ali, he says, um, and Vicky says, yeah, you said I had to remind you about your mother, and he says, what? And he says, and she says, your mother? And he says, oh, yes, <laughs> This is the old lady's birthday on Sunday, so she'd love to visit her sister. Would you give her a wee bit of fresh air, pick her up at about 10, and take her up the tweed somewhere? Berwick, she loves Berwick. And mm -hmm. that's, a, I mean, that's a fucking ball ache of a job. Like, yeah. like to drive to Berwick from Newcastle is a good, you know, it's a good two-hour drive, I would say. Yeah. Because yeah. once you get past, like, once you get up, because, I like, I drove to Edinburgh. I took my kid to Edinburgh like a couple of years ago mm. and it's a shit drive because there's no motorway like once yeah. you get once you get past like um, Anik on the A1 like there's fucking it's all like it's all single road you know it's all yeah, yeah, yeah. and just it's a fucking bitch of it. I think I've done it as a kid with my mum and dad yeah. yeah so what he, he's basically just saying that you know Dennis this Sunday pick me mother up at 10 o'clock and drive her up to Berwick sit there and wait and drive back that's a, like an entire day out that you know what I mean? And he's doing it because it's his fucking well. I mean, it's a, you know, like he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's treating Dennis like an absolute mug. I wonder what she was like, the mother. We never get to see her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Dennis says, enjoy the golf eh? And Ali says, if we get on the course, Dennis, you know what my beer. No, he says, what does he say? You know what my Bella is like this time of year. Eh? <laughs> like obviously laughing at Dennis going, yes, I'm going to my beer and you're not. So, um, you know, they cut to the hospital and um, uh, Brenda is working and she's attending to a lady called Mrs. Bainbridge who's worrying about a cat. She says, the cat, who will feed the cat. Brenda says, we'll see to it. And then a nurse comes in and says, excuse me, staff, your husband is here. She says, I'll not be a minute, Mrs. Bainbridge. And then Mrs. Bainbridge, all confused, is talking to herself. She says, I've never been in hospital 
in me life. So she walks out of the corridor and Neville is there and she says, hello, Neville pet. Hello, Debbie. Has daddy been taking good care of you there? And Neville says, hey, is this you? And he's looking at a notice on the wall and she says, what? And she says, badminton tournament, B. <laughs> and she says, well, of course it's me. It's not Bob Hope. And he says, who's this? Oh, Gilmore. She says, oh, that's Roger, Dr. Mm. Gilmore. It's mm. Miss Doubles. And he says, ah, is it? How is, how is, shall we go? And she says, Neville, I'm not, I'm not through. I've got that much paperwork to get through. I'll be here till seven at least. And she says, well, I keep her up for you. What she says, no, she should be in bed by half six, referring to the child. Now, just FYI, so Debbie, the baby, who Neville has been carting around. Yeah. You know who plays, who, who is the, uh, who plays that? Oh, I don't, actually. Yeah. Well, it is actually uh, Kevin Waitley's real daughter. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, I think I did read so that somewhere. It is yes. Catherine Waitley. So, yes, she's, uh, I don't think she's done much since, but um, she has, um, yeah, so that is actually, um, uh, uh, that is uh, uh, mm. Kevin Waitley's real daughter, Catherine. And um, says, so, shall I keep her up for you? And he says, and she says, have you got something for the tea, uh, for, her, for, for her tea? And he says, mashed bananas. And oh, she, what about yourself? And he says, mashed bananas and chips, I expect. Oh. God. He's obviously, you know, he's obviously like, you know, putting it on her, saying yeah. that, you know, things are, he's trying to create the impression that things are bad and he's mm. trying to create the impression that things are bad because she's at work. And she says, oh, Neville, I'll be home as soon as I can. And he says, I kind of come back, kind of, kind of come back for your mind. She says, don't worry, Tim goes my way, he'll drop us off. <laughs> Tim, and she says, Dr. Phillips. And he says, see you later then. So she's swanning around with doctors especially after she was going down the tuxedo junction in series one yeah, yeah, yeah. and um and then you know belated as he's walking away she goes oh neville i forgot to ask how did it go at the site and he's walking away he doesn't even turn around he just says it didn't mm. so we then now we cut to another part of the country. We cut to Wolverhampton mm. and we see the van BTF building. Yeah. So Barry is getting stuff out of his van. And Trevor, his apprentice, is hammering away inside. And Barry snaps. I think they're I think they're called cornices, aren't they? The things that go in the like the corner of the like where the where the wall meets the ceiling. Oh, I don't I think know. That's what he's got. I'm not a builder. I'm not a DIY guy, but I think no. that's what they are. Anyway, so Barry snaps his corners. I'm going to call them cornices. Barry snaps his cornices and he gets the rage and he runs in and turns the radio off. UB40 is playing. Yeah. Yes, UB40. I am the one in ten. Yeah. And um, and he and he and, and Barry's got the rage. He says, "Do you know what Sugdens have just told me?" And Trevor says, "Oh, I was listening to that." And he's got a right Midlands. Ooh, like accent, proper, proper harsh. And he says, they just told me they can't deliver the radiators till the end of the month. I'm not a punter, Trevor. I'm trade. You would think that would mean something, but oh, no, no, no. And he says, they're giving you a discount. He says, what good is a discount if they can't guarantee delivery? And then he says, without the radiators, I can't start the decorating or lay the bloody carpets. And Trevor says, you better get the roof on before you start worrying about carpets. 
And Barry's stressed. He says, it's a nightmare. He says, I sent a hazel back in January. Here's, I said, by the time your wedding day comes round, the home of your dreams will be ready and waiting for you. If it isn't, I don't think she will marry me. And then Trevor gets all militant. He says, you know, a place like this could house about eight homeless families. <laughs> Barry says, oh, don't give me any of your militant claptrap, Trevor. I sweated blood to buy this place. And then he sort of takes the piss, he goes, oh, and the Falklands. And he goes, not just the Falklands, thank you. I was in Germany before that. We roughed it, we did. Dusseldorf in January is no picnic, I can tell you, mate. So, they, uh, Barry stumbles across the photo of... Famous photo, yeah. Famous photo of the boys, which, as I was telling you before, I actually have one of these on my mantelpiece, yeah. um, courtesy of... Um, was it Graham Teasdale, I think? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was the one that was selling them. I bought one anyway. There was someone, I think it was Graham Teasdale, of the, the best uh, of Vita Zane page on Facebook, the unofficial of Vita yeah. page on Facebook. Uh, Graham Teasdale was selling uh, the pictures of um, uh, the Magnificent Seven, and I actually have one on my mantelpiece. So Barry says, oh, look, ha, look at this. And Trevor says, that's a desperate looking bunch. And he says, do you mind? Salt of the earth, these lads, we were known as the Magnificent Seven. And Trevor says, what, throughout Germany? He says, no, <laughs> our hut amongst ourselves, like. And, um, and he says, there's Bomber, strong as an ox, gentle as a kitten. Wayne, no Fraulein was safe. From Bavaria <laughs> to the Baltic with this one, mate. And that's Dennis. He was our anchor, uh, Trev. And uh, that's Neville. Yes, next to me. He's a bit of a worrier, Nev. But he'd give you the shirt off his back. He was, come to think of it, this is our shirt. This might, this is his shirt, actually. And, um, and then Trevor says, he says, who's that mad-looking maniac there? Obviously pointing at Oz. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, that's Oz. He says, he was in the Falklands with me, the first person to be thrown off the islands since we saw the Argies off. And then he says, that last one's Moxie. He's an arsonist. <laughs> oh, happy days. So, um, and he says, he says, how long is it since you've seen these mates of yours? And then Barry says, it was actually since the day we took the picture. And Trevor takes the piss of it. He says, oh, so you're really close. He says, yeah, oi. This is not like that. Friendship forged in adversity. That's there for life, that is. Look, each one of us knows that if the chips were down, if we were in dire straits, all you'd have to do is send out an SOS and the others would down tools and come running. And then he, as he's walking across, he puts his foot down and it goes through one of the floorboards. Mm. And he shouts, bloody hell. And Trevor says, tell you something, if you ever want to get this place finished, you'd better look your mates up again. So we cut to back to the northeast of England, and we are in Norma's house. So Dennis comes downstairs, and he's clearly hungover like an absolute oh, yeah. bastard. He's not looking too good. Absolutely not. And um, Norma is frying a breakfast. And a bit of trivia, if you notice. One of the kitchen drawers is on upside down. Do you notice that? Uh, I did read something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whoever, whoever built the set, it's obviously not a real drawer. It's probably just stuck yeah. off, isn't it? 
But yeah, the kitchen drawer is on upside down. And I believe in a later episode, it's actually back up the right way. So we're yeah. going to keep an eye on that. Because she goes in the drawers, doesn't she, in a later bit of the... Uh... Yeah, but not though, like, that's... When she's looking for a pen... That's it, yeah. those drawers, she goes in the drawers on the other side of the kitchen. Uh, but like I say, so that drawer, there's one of the... Like, there's, the, there's three drawers. One of them's the right way up, and then the one next to it is upside yeah. down. So Norma... Norma is called Val McLean. And do you know who Norma is? No. Norma, Val McLean, is Jimmy Neal's sister. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and she has been on several um, major um, uh, uh, TV shows. I mean, we're not talking bajillions, but... She was on When the Board Comes In. Oh, which, one, of my, one of my favourites in the 70s. I and I can't that. believe we didn't make a reference to that in the last oh. episode, When the Board Goes Out. Anyway, yeah. we missed a trick there, George. So she was in When the Board Comes In. She was in... Um, <clears throat> she was in Brookside. She All did right. several episodes of Brookside. She was in Super Gran, which oh. was filmed in Newcastle. Yeah. And she was in The Bill, like most actors and actresses are. She was in Spender, which you'd think, you know, she would have got a bit of a better part in Spender, seeing yeah. it was her brother who wrote, directed, and starred <laughs> in it. And she was also in a film, which is one of my particular favourites, called Purely Belter. Have you ever heard of no, the film? I don't think I've seen Belter? that. No. Okay. This is a proper Geordie film. Ah. So Purely Belter is about these two kids from Newcastle who are little scrawny thieves. And what yeah. they, like, they they really want a season ticket for Newcastle United. Mm. And so they decide that instead of spending instead of spending all of their stolen money on drugs, they're yeah. going to save it all up and buy season tickets for Newcastle United. Ah. And Tim Healy's in it as well. He plays the, the one of ah. the dads. So... Yeah, so that is, uh, she's in uh, a proper, like I say, she's a, a proper Geordie actress and Jimmy Neal's sister in real life. And so, and also, have you noticed, like if you looked up 80s woman in the dictionary, there yeah. wouldn't be a picture of her. Like the big red gl glasses yeah, with yeah. early perm and that, <laughs> like in the jumper yeah, yeah. and all of that. She is like properly... Like you couldn't get more 80s than that one. <laughs> that is epitomizes the 80s from this from top to bottom. All she needed was a Rara skirt on. I, so anyway, so she says, What time did you get in last night? And he says, I can't remember. And she actually knows she's just trying to nose him up. She said, I heard a taxi, it must have been at least four. So like, well, you know, well, what are you fucking asking me for if you knew what time it was? You've been down the casino then. Yeah, yeah. And then he and, and he says, Norma. She says, I hate this bread with the bits in it, man. And, she, and like, this is, she just sounds like a proper Geordie woman. Yeah. Listen, when you're in my house, you'll eat what I give you here. <laughs> e God, you look awful. He goes, thanks very much. You don't look too delectable yourself, Norma. And then the phone rings and she says, go on, get the phone. Anyway, um, he picks up the phone and it's Neville. And he says, hello. Oh, hello, Nev. He says, no, no. I'm not staying there anymore. I'm staying with me sister. He says, oh, Barry? No, I've never heard from Barry for ages. So they, that's obviously setting the scene. Um, and uh, Neville um, is next day. They, they, they're in the, they've met up in the pub yeah. 
to discuss the letter which Neville has received. And Neville mm -hmm. says, I'm sure he'll have written to you all because it says he, he's wrote to all the lads. And Dennis says, aye, well, Vera only sends me the post when she feels like it, you know? Aye, Vera the bitch, right? can you imagine it? Mm -hmm. uh, um, and Neville says, yeah, I had no idea you weren't together, Den. He says, not for a while now, that's why I'm stuck with my sister. And he says, I'm really sorry, mate. And he's, and he's wondering, and he says, I wonder what she's like. And he says, who? And he says, this Hazel, Barry's intended. It's just mm. hard to picture, like, isn't it? I mean, he's a canny enough lad, Barry, but do you know what I mean? And they both have a little bit of a chuckle. And Neville says, still, he's obviously doing all right. You know, headed note paper. Headed note paper, yeah, that says like, it all, yeah. Detailer, building services, all types of work undertaken. And Dennis says, oh, he was always good with his money, Barry. And, you know, he says he was going to the Gulf, wasn't he? And he says, I maybe he met her out there. Uh, maybe she's a shake's daughter. Does Hazel sound Arabic to you in the having of that chuckle? And Neville says, not much. Anyway, we'll find out at the wedding, won't we? And Dennis puts his drink down. He says, are you going like? And he says, well, I thought I might do. Will you not? And he says, well, I'm, I'm certainly not gone down a week early to help him fix up his house. What a bloody cheek. Obviously, all <laughs> types of work undertaken doesn't mean he's own place. And Neville says, still, it would be a reunion, wouldn't it? See? See the lads, and he's offering cash. And he says, yeah, nah, that, but... And he says, and Neville says, some of us could do with the cash then. We're not all driving round in jags. Mm. And that's when Dennis drops the bomb. He says, it's not my car, man. He says, oh, is it not? He says, no, belongs to the bloke I'm working for. He goes, oh, because I seen you, I just assumed. And he says, uh, and then we see Dennis's drinking is clearly skyrocketing. He says, do you want to paint... Have a pint of Lager George and a pint of X. So mm. do you remember when we were talking about yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. one of them's drinking exhibition. Oh, those were the days. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but I tell you what, if I wasn't <laughs> gonna fall off the wagon, I would fucking definitely fall off the wagon for a pint of X. But um, yeah, he says, um, he says, I can have a pint of lager, George, and a pint of X. Ooh. And then he says, Do you want a short nev? Mm. And Neville says, not at this time of day. And Dennis says, I'll have a large Bells. Large oh, Bells. Drinking yeah. a large, drinking a double fucking whiskey for your lunch. I mean, like, I was a fucking bisset. But I mean, Jesus Christ, that. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I, I always stayed away from the whiskey, really. I oh, I mean, uh, yeah. I kind of drink whiskey, man. I kind of do, like... like the smell of it makes me sick. Anyway, <laughs> the thing about it is, right, you give me, you give me spirits, I'm going to punch someone. You know, yeah. like that. Like, you know, when people are like, you're out on a night out and you're just drinking beer and someone gives you tequila and they're like, go on, oh. go on. And you're like, are you sure? And you drink, I'd like, I drink the tequila and like five minutes later, I'm just like, my head just goes, punch that bloke over there. <laughs> um, aye. So, aye. Hence the reason I don't drink anymore. And um, anyway, so they go and sit down at the table and he says, so what are you like, a driver? And he says, I do all sorts of things, man. And then he goes and picks up the drinks and, and Neville's question says, what line of business is he in? He says, who? He says, the bloke you work for, whoever's motor it is. And then Dennis like sighs and he goes, Ali Fraser. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ali Fraser? He's like, ah, that's what I said. He says, what do you do for him? Gang around menacing people. <laughs> oh, come on. He's not that bad. He's not all as bad as all that, Nev. And he says, not. He says, you know, Tommy Price, he says, his brother owed Ali Fraser. And he sent two of his blokes around to smash them up in front of his wife and Ben's. Yeah. And he says, do you not want to see a little bit louder? Never think some people in the snug didn't catch all that. <laughs> the snug. <laughs> I, the snug. I, and he says, I'm sorry, Dennis. It's just, I never saw a bloke like you working for a bloke like him. 
And Dennis says, he says, you know what? He says, I used to be very principled lad, Nev. In those days, it's principles that sent us back to the wife and the family. And he says, there's no chance of you and Vera getting back together. He says, no way, no mind. He says, I still get to see the kids, you know. That's the good thing about living with my sister, you know. And he says, uh, so, and Neville says, so what will we tell Barry then? And he says, tell him what you like. And he says, I really fancied Garn me. I just feel like getting away, you know, get, getting away from flogging around building sites and babysitting. Mm. And the truth what we told. You know, Dan, I never thought I'd say this. There's times when I feel quite nostalgic <laughs> for Germany. The last thing you'd ever expect Nev to see him. And Dennis says, you, says, you were the picture of bloody misery all the time you were out there. He mm. says, I know, but at least I was miserable in a good cause. I thought the sacrifice was worth it because it'd be better things when I got back. But nothing's changed. And he says, I, he says, listen, he says, Ali's in Spain for the next three weeks, you know. He says, so I'm not pushed. Why don't we go down together? I'll take the jag, eh? And he says, yeah, he says, why are He says, I'll not tell you, Ali, if you would. <laughs> I really fancy it. He says, it might do with both a bit of good. Have a few laughs. And he says, what, you mean gone down early and help with the house? He says, I might as well. I think I can just remember how to lay a brick. He says, well, we'll phone him. He says, no, no, we'll just turn up and surprise him. And that oh. causes all kinds of shit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> aye, pretty's in mercy, Dash. Have trowel, will travel. He says, I Tuesday. We'll go on Tuesday after dinner. And, it, and Neville says, oh, uh, uh, I'll have to ask Brenda. So obviously yeah. he's making all of these big plans, but he's got to go back and check it and get it covered with the missus. So, cuts back, and we are in Neville's kitchen. We don't know any more about the tattoo, though, do we? I mean... Well, he, he, doesn't he... I think it's in the next episode they mention it. Oh. So, um, but he... Um, I mean, it's two years. <laughs> it's two years. They've clearly got over it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and um, so they cut to um, uh, the kitchen, the Hope's kitchen, and Brenda's quite encouraging. She says, of course you should go, Pet. See the size of that, that loaf of bread? It's pretty big, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's from the bakery, that one. It wasn't a, wasn't a, wasn't a Hobbes, was it? Or no, a, no. Warburton's. And, um, and, uh, and he says, how can I go? What about Debbie? And Brenda, so like now he's getting all negative about it and she's being all positive. He says, well, Debbie can go to me mams. And he says, a job might come up. And she says, but well, you'd be earning money down there. And then he's been on, he says, I put too much salt in the casserole. And she's like, no, it's lovely. And he says, I've made better. And she says, if you go Tuesday, that'll, she goes, that's great. She goes, that, that'll, was it? Yeah, that's fine. She says, I'm not working. Um, and I'll, ha I'll have the whole day with Debs and I'll take out of me mams first thing Wednesday morning. You want me to go, don't you? And now Neville's thinking she's off shagging doctors, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and he's like, you want me to go, don't you? And she goes, I said so, pet. Do, do you want a glass of water? And um, he says, and a couple of years back, you would have been dead set against it. And he's like, you can see the paranoia running through his brain there. Mm. And uh, she says, well, perhaps I've grown up a bit since then, Neville. You, you, you need a break, pet. You need to work. You must be sick of minding the house and making casseroles. And you'll have some time with your friends. And, uh, and Neville says, I suppose you'll have more time playing badminton with doctors. And that's the reason. Yeah. Says, you've been very immature, Neville. You want, was it, you want, you want to go. You know you do. You've got, to, was it, you, you've, you, was it, but you've got some, you've got, you, you've gone fixed some idea in your head that the wife shouldn't want you to let, to let you go. I thought we had proved in the last few months that we could accept changing rules. 
And he says, you might have accepted it. And she says, Neville, I like my job. I really love it. I like working and I like doing something useful. Mm. If I'm the one who's, and then he says, supporting us. Mm. She says, yes, supporting us, then that's okay because we're a family. And the way things are today, families have to rethink things. Most of your friends are out of work. Your brother hasn't had a job in a year. That's why Valerie went back to hairdressing and something I've never told you about, Audrey. <laughs> what? And she goes, well, if you ever breathe a word of this to Tony or anybody, I'll kill you. And he says, of course I won't. What? And he says, since he was laid off at concert, which is in County Durham, yeah. Audrey's been stripping. Mm. And he goes, stripping for money. And she goes, well, not <laughs> fun, Neville. It's no laughing matter taking your clothes off at working men's clubs and stag parties and police benefits. And he says, never mind you. She's got the body for body it. Body for it, yeah. And she says, mine, well, mine's not too bad. And he says, mm. you stick to the hospital. Because she says, mine's not too bad. We get to find that out a little bit later on when yeah, she's in yeah. her bikini. Mm. So, yes, young Brenda. And you are indeed the talk of the uh, Facebook pages every now and again. Someone yeah. will post up the picture of Brenda in Abakini. And also some pictures in T-shirts, so she's looking a bit cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the, with the old nips poking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next we cut and um, we see Moxie is in uh, prison. Yeah. But did you know? That, that room. Yes, the location. Yeah, it's actually in Thornley Manor. That's it, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the building that was used for Thornley Manor also doubles up as the prison that Moxie's, work, that Moxie's in. And, um, and Moxie's got the letter that Barry sent out. And, um, and he says, uh, this is a bloody miracle this letter ever reached us. They sent it to me old address, who sent it to the steamship company, who sent it to me mother, who sent it here. And um, and he's, his friend Sid, who he's plastering with, and he said, who he's smoking a cigarette with, he says, was he a good mate, this Barry? And Moxie says, we were in Germany together. We didn't have a lot in common. I didn't have a lot in common with him, except acne. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and he says, he says, I didn't have a lot in common with him. Yeah, apart from acne and herb gardens and everything else that they did together. Yeah. And, um, and he says, he must have cleared up if he's getting married. He goes, I'd still like to be there, though, see the lads reminisce about all the monkey times we had in that crap hole. And he said, says, you're a bit of a sentimentalist at heart, Ox. He says, I suppose I am, really. And then the, the screw enters um, and uh, berates them. And obviously, you know, up until then, you know, that could have been any room, you know, just two blokes sitting yeah. having a smoke break from plastering. And then the, the door opens and the prison guard enters. And it He's got a weird accent. I was trying to work out the screw's accent. Well, I mean, it was like Northern that. Irish and then it was it was a bit strange. I couldn't... It's, do you not think he's as camp as a row of pink tents as well? <laughs> like, well, the, 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 you know, I, you know, you know, I've got out against it, whatever. But yes, he is. He's the campest, the campest prison guard I've ever come across. And he says, move your asses, you two. And, um, <laughs> and he says, I'm just taking a well-earned break, Mr. Galloway. And he says, you will finish this place by nightfall, even if it takes till tomorrow morning. 
You're like, what? That makes no sense, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> he goes, is that understood? And he says, crystal clear, sir. And, um, <laughs> and he says, I'll send him a postcard. Mm. <laughs> and Sid says, he says, if he's a really good mate, maybe he'll put the wedding back a year. Now, again, one of the best scenes is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oz. The, the, the rant, the rant. <laughs> the, like, this is the rant. So, like, Oz is at customs. He's obviously just got off an aeroplane. Um, he's probably at Newcastle. Well, I, I don't know where he's come back from, because I don't know whether it's... A, it's so clever, the way they do it. Just just his, his head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like... He's, it's, I think they're supposed, it's supposed to be Newcastle Airport, but you know, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't mean that. Anyway, so he's, like I say, he's, and so, and, um, and so it's like you say, zoomed in on Jimmy Neal's face, on Oz's face, and he says, so he says, you know, the reason I left this country in the first place, didn't you? Eh? He goes, I'll tell you, in a word, Margaret, bloody Thatcher, that's why, because I'd had it. I was up to there with what she created, bloody wasteland, desolate, nay joy, nay hope, nay nout. There were kids, there were, where kids get at 21, they've never done a day's work in their life, honest men, gone out thieving to feed their families, young bands can buy heroin in the bike sheds at school. <laughs> oh dear. But I thought, no, nah, no, nah, it's got to be getting better. It cannot be as bad as what it was, can it? I was willing to give you lot the benefit of the doubt on this one, you know. But no, 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 what's happened? What's happened is I've been back on my native soil for 14 minutes and I'm subjected to this act of fascist intimidation. Because that's <laughs> what it is, you know. That's what it is. And I'll be writing to me MP about it. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like it's a fantastic scene. Absolutely fantastic. And the customs officer just fucking isn't interested. He like, might as well, you know, he might as well have no ears. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like earplugs in. He's just looking down and he's fucking pulling the rubber glove on. Like that. Oh. And, uh, or like a plastic glove, I think it is. And he says, um, and he says, uh, spread. And it, as if you notice, when you turn around, you get a glance of, uh, you get a good glance of little Jimmy Neal there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. But um, I was surprised surprised that that was allowed to be shown. Yeah. Uh, back in the 80s. But yes, if you ever wondered what Jimmy Neal's cock looks like, there you yeah. go. And um, and then so the so Jimmy Neal turns around and he says, spread, and the customs officer starts looking up his arse. And I says, what do you think you're going to find up there? Eh? A new striker on Newcastle United. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And um, anyway, so we're now cut to Wayne, and Wayne is at a service station mm. on his way to see Barry. <laughs> Barry says, yeah, it's Wayne, yeah. He says, how are you, my son? Congratulations, I always had faith in you, Barry, no matter what the rest of them said. I'd like to think my counsellor may have contributed to this startling development, obviously talking about him getting married. And he says, uh, I'm on my way, son, I'm on my way. I don't know, some, and he says, I don't know where I am, some naff calf up the M1. He says, yeah, don't you start without me, will you? Of course I won't embarrass your hazel. I'm a married man myself now, ain't I? Yeah, two years. Change character, Barry. I don't know, about six, I should reckon. You're round. Catch you later. So Wayne puts up the phone and then he sees two young lady hitchhikers um, in um, uh, the services. And um, Wayne approached them. He says, all right, girls. And they stop and turn around and he says, which way are you going then? Do you need a ride? And she says, we're going to Fishguard. Is that on your way? And he says, near enough, isn't it? 
and uh, they get back in. And um, I don't know the the girl who plays Pippa. They made they they made quite a big deal out of it on IMDb. Going, this was her first fucking acting job in that. Yeah. And I'm like, and I looked at her IMDb, and it was pretty fucking unimpressive, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, so they um, cut, and Barry is on the phone himself. Yeah. And he's talking to Hayes. He says, hello, Hayes. Hello, kid, it's me. He says, listen, Wayne's coming. He just called me. Yeah, yeah. He says, I'll wait here for him. He says, when he gets here, I'll then take him over me mother's for a wash and brush up. And he says, I'll meet you at the Wailing at 8 o'clock. <laughs> the Wailing. Put the table because it gets busy. Okay. And then his famous line, ta for a bit. Bye. Mm. And then we cut to Spain. Yes. Marbella. The villa, the villa. The villa in Marbella, which is a bit of a building site, as we can see. Anyway, so Ali is on the phone and he says, all right, Malcolm, get a severe to go over the place. No, no, I'll talk about the details when I get there. Bye for now. Ciao. And, uh, and Vicky's like, and he goes, when you get where? And he says, sorry. And she goes, I've just heard you on the phone. Where are you going? And he says, I'm going home. He says, home. And she says, but we've only just got here. And he says, he says, no, I didn't say you had to go home, Vicky. He says, I have got to go home. Something very important has cropped up. I'll be away about three days tops. By the way, you'll get in, will you get onto the airport and check out the first <laughs> thing in the morning? And she's like, but what am I going to do here on my own for three days? I mean, the pool's not even finished. And he goes, do what you do best, Vicky. Shopping. And so we cut back again, another cut and another setup. And it's uh, Neville and Dennis in the car on the way to see Barry. And obviously Neville has all, Neville's been in the car with Dennis for all of 30 seconds and mm. revealed the secret that he promised he wouldn't tell. <laughs> and, um, and Dennis, uh, he says, Audrey Harmison, stripping. And he says, didn't tell anybody, like, because I'm sworn to secrecy. Tony <laughs> doesn't know, and Neville says, apparently not. He says, aye, well, a lot of us end up doing things we're not proud of. Look at me. And he says, what, you mean working for Ali Fraser? And he says, well, you nice reputation. Nev, who in the Northeast doesn't? Mind you, it's all legitimate these days, you know. It's all solar heating and sauna baths and property. And he says, does he still do the fruit machines? And that's like... Um, Fruit Machines has always been a bit of a, I mean, it's, it's a cash business, I think. And it, it's always been a, 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 a business that's been... Well, that's where the craze, the craze started in the 60s yeah, yeah. doing the Fruit Machines, yeah. It's been always representative of organised crime. Like yeah. if, you, if you watch um, Love or No No Beer, they, they do Fruit yeah, yeah. There. You, um In Donny Brasco, um, yeah. in the book in Donny Brasco, uh, they, they, they talk about doing a Fruit Machine, but they're vending machine business and he says well video arcades they call them now he says still stuff he can skim you know and he says um he says he says there's a there's an army of nameplate companies and solicitors between him and the law and he says what do you do actually he says well i'm a glorified gopher mm -hmm. and neville's obviously never heard the term and he says he says gopher he says you know go for the golf clubs go for the wife go for the dry cleaning he goes, mm. frankly, Nev, that's why I never kept in touch. He said, like I said before, I'm not proud of it, like. And um, and then they see, <laughs> they, they, they drive past a hitchhiker 
And Neville says, just all look, eh? And he then says, what's that? He says, do you see that bloke's face? He has us off on our own in a flash jag. Wouldn't you think fate would have provided us with a couple of Swedish nurses? Mm. Anyway, so Wayne pulls up outside Barry's house and he says, <laughs> girls, he says, hang on a minute here. I'm just going to go and sort a bit of biz out. So um, Wayne puts on the gorilla mask. That's it. And... Um, <laughs> Thinks he's good. Thinks he's funny, and he um, and he and he, he <laughs> thinks he's going to scare Barry, but he jumps out and scares Trevor instead. And then Barry comes running up and he says, "Is that you, Hazel?" And Wayne says, "Barry." And he says, "Wayne." He says, and Trevor says, "Nearly give me a heart attack." And then Wayne walks in and pulls the gorilla mask off and he says, "Hello, my son." And Barry says, "Hello, Wayne." He says, and then right now this is something. We're gonna we're gonna say a word in a minute, and we just yeah. want to preface this is in the script, and um, this was from the eighties. So if, um, uh, please don't be offended by a, a racial term that I'm about to use. Um, so Wayne says um, he says give me five trade some skin, and uh, and Barry says ah watching the basketball on Channel Four have we? And Trevor says I thought it was the Muppets, and Barry says. Always seemed a bit strange to me, all those seven-foot American Negroes playing for Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Yes, a line that definitely wouldn't be used in today's nah. And uh, anyway, Wayne says, I hope this isn't Hazel. I hope you ain't changed that much, son. He says, no, no, this is Trev. He says, core Trev, this is Wayne. And Wayne says, sorry, didn't mean to start with your son. It was meant for him. He says, so where's the lads then? And Barry's like, oh, they're not all here. And he says, hold on a minute. You wrote me saying this is going to be the big reunion, class of 82. Mm. He, says, wrote, oh, he says, I wrote to all of you, didn't I, Trev? And Trev says, oh, I posted them at the post office. <laughs> well, that's one up on the old laundry in it. And he says, Bomber's coming, maybe. And he says, what about the others? And he says, well, I haven't heard from them. He says, well, at least you've got each other, the magnificent two, Trevor says, taking a piss. But he says, Trevor, Trevor, don't you have to pick up those breeze blocks? And then so Trevor... Um, throws his towel and storms, throws his trowel in the cement and storms off. And Barry clears of his space for Wayne to sit down. And Wayne glances at the picture and he says, so how are you then? And Barry says, oh, busting like. And Wayne says, I drove all this way. I mean, it's not really that far, but um, he says, I drove all this way. And um, and Barry says, did you... uh, he says, I was going to say, I drove all this way from Tilbury because you said you were going to have a bit of a knees up. And he says, well, yeah, it's not that easy way of getting you lot together. There's a bit of gypsy in the soul of you all, mate. I mean, Moxie's always lived at no fixer board. The letter to us was returned, not knowing this address. <laughs> and so he picks up the envelope and shows it to Wayne and said, look, that's off his wife. Now, let's cast our mind back. So yeah. there's a bit of an irony here. So yeah. Barry has sent a letter to Oz... Yeah. which has been returned, saying not known at this address. Yeah. Which is what Oz did yeah, when, yeah. when, In Germany. when yeah. she sent him um, a, a, um, a letter in Germany. Oh. So, um, yeah, so the irony there of uh, Barry getting a bit of treatment from Oz's wife in the same way that Oz tried to give her. So um, Wayne says... 
what about Dennis and Nevy? And they, they, I mean, they ain't got about, aren't they? And Barry says, I must admit, Wayne, I'm very disappointed in those two. I thought my letter at least justified the courtesy of reply. And he says, so it's just us two, is it? He says, well, it's a bit of a letdown. If I were you, I'd naff off back to Tilbury. And he says, all right, all right. He says, I'm just flaming got here, didn't I? And then the two hitchhikers enter. <laughs> and Pippa says, excuse me. So I don't know how long you're planning on leaving us in the car, Wayne, but I were bursting for a pee. And Barry's like, who? And she and he says, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, girls. Barry, does your house boast a bog? I mean, a toilet. And he says, yes, yes, on the first floor landing. So Pippa and Linda say thanks, and they go upstairs. And Barry says, yeah, well, there's a couple of girls, Linda and Pippa. He goes, I can see there are a couple of girls. And he says, well, they're hitchhikers, ain't they? They're on the way to Ireland by way of Fishguard. Mm. And Barry says, Wolverhampton is not a natural stopping off place on the way to Fishguard, Wayne even if you're desperate for a pee. And Wayne says, I know that, Barry, but they're pretty tasty, ain't they? even in their manoracks. And Barry says, I'm deeply disappointed in you, Wayne. He says, why? He says, because, because you haven't changed. No growth has taken place since Dusseldorf. Marriage apparently has made no impact at all. He says, of course it has. I mean, before I got married, I'd have jumped them two by Newport Pagno. Oh, Pagno, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Barry says, ah, still the same unbearable sexist conceit. Still assuming that every female will be taken in by your transparent cockney jar. I mean, says, hey, those two ain't dim, Barry. They're from Maidstone Polly, so they can map read, right? He says, so they know that it's a bit of a detour, but they're quite willing to stop over. And Barry says, stop over where? And he looks around, the, like Barry, like Wayne has a look around, he says, well, it ain't exactly the Wolverhampton Hilton, is it? But it'll do. And Barry's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, you're not doing it here. No one's doing it here. Not before I do. And um, and then Wayne thinks he's talking. He says, well, you can take your piss. I take your pick. I ain't fussy. And Barry says, do you mind? He goes, I'm talking about my bride-to-be, Hazel. This place, well, it's sacred to us. <laughs> and Wayne's uh, looking around and he says, yeah. He says, uh, it's a temple, Barry, I can see that. And he says, um, you and I are meeting Hazel at eight o'clock in the Wailing. And he says, in the way what? He says, the Wailing, the finest Pekingese. Cuisine. <laughs> know, the way he says Pekingese. Yeah. It's like instead of, yeah. And he is in, in, in the whole of the West Midlands. And Pippa comes in and says, did somebody mention Chinese food? Mm. So we cut back to Norma's house. So the drawer is still on upside down. Yeah. And the phone rings and Norma's on the phone and she's like, hello, hello. No, I can hear you, but you're a bit faint. Who is it? And she goes, Mr. Fraser. And she goes, oh, hello, house Spain. He says, no, he isn't here at the minute. I'll, well, I'll have to take a message if you like. Right. Hang on a second. Mm. Just a minute. I'll just have to go and get a pen. Hang on a bit. Just a minute. And then, Ooh. like I say, she goes and she roots around in a drawer. Seemed to waste a few minutes, didn't she, in that, that I mean, like, scene, looking for the pen. Yeah. I mean, like, somebody, it's your own house. Surely yeah. you know where a pen is. Like, I know where <laughs> a pen is in my house. It's on a, like, you know, I can take yeah. it in my house. If I, if, if I was in my house and someone went, right, if you don't lay your hands on a pen in the next 15 seconds, I'm going to shoot you in the head, I'd be quite safe. Her, she'd be fucking dead. So... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, she gets the pen, she comes back. So I'm back, what is it? British Airways, 12.45. Hold on. She goes, yes, I've got it, 12.45 tomorrow. Oh, you're coming back early. No, why? No, no, that's not a problem. He'll be there. 
So she's obviously telling Ali Fraser that Dennis will pick him up. And yeah. Dennis, as we see in the next scene, is now yeah. in Wolverhampton. Yeah. So Dennis and Neville pull up in the Jag and he says, this is it, Townley Crescent. Tell me that it's number 15. Better be, we've ran out of people to ask. He says, ah, and the lights on, they must be out. Typical there, four and a half hours from Newcastle and then an hour and a half to find Townley Bloody Crescent. I'm like, an hour and a half to find Townley Bloody Crescent? Surely they could have just bought an A to Z and found it. Mm. In. Hmm. It must have cost a bit in petrol as well for those old Jags, big gas guzzlers. I mean, four and a half hours from Wolverhampton. They must have got caught in some traffic there, I think. I don't know. It takes me five hours to drive to Newcastle from Redden. But anyway... Um, Neville says, nice houses though, Den Victorian, keep the value these. Says, hey, this place, he goes, he's left a note for Bomber. And Neville says, ah, oh, Bomber's coming, great. And Dennis says, we're at the Bell and Dragon. Here are the instructions, because it's a bit difficult to find. And he goes, ah, bloody hell, turn left, back up there, turn left. And you hear the phone ringing inside, and obviously the phone ringing inside is obviously Norma trying yeah. to hold Dennis. We find that out later. <coughs> So they cut to the pub and um, Barry and Wayne and Pippa and Linda are sit drinking the pina coladas. Yeah. And Barry's obviously a, a little bit tipsy and he's deciding to reminisce on oh, yeah. he's in Germany. And he says, ah, see, it's only in retrospect that you appreciate the good times you once had. And obviously the, you can see the girls are bored out their fucking... Um, yeah, all out their heads, and he and Barry starts singing. He goes, "You don't know what you've got till it's gone." <laughs> I mean, like you know, and he and she, she goes in the words of the song, and she goes, "What song?" And he goes, "Johnny Mitchell." And she's like, and Linda's like, "Who?" And he says, "It's a bit before your time, I expect." Linda I would think Prince is more your mark, eh? Mm. Anyway, so Wayne tries to salvage. He says, "Well, look," he says, "That's enough about us, isn't it, Barry?" So what is it? You know, another four pina coladas. And Linda says, yes, please, Wayne, I need some cigarettes. I'll just go to the machine and get some. And she gets up. And Wayne says, he says, um, and Wayne, he's, you know, he's looking at Barry. And, and Barry says, yeah, Wayne, do you remember that big, fat, funny bloke with a hair lip who took us down on a day trip to Krefeld? It were great. And Wayne says, it was a golden memory. And he goes close. He says, you're losing them, Barry. And he says, hey, what do you mean? He says, there's topics of conversation other than German building sites. <laughs> And so he walks off to the bar, leaving Barry alone with Pippa. And Barry, say, like, obviously, you know, he's only got limited conversation topics there. Yeah. He turns around to Pippa, and he's and now he's not allowed to talk about Germany. He turns around, and he goes, I was in the Falklands, you know. <laughs> um, you know, just, you know, boring the absolute shite out of that. Anyway, so Dennis, is enter Dennis and Neville are entering the pub. And he says, hey, listen, if he's not here... That's it, right? Quick paint in a hotel, and they, they and they spot Barry, and they say, "Oh, look, there he is." And he says, "Where?" And he says, he points around. He says, "Hey, look at look at her." She says, "She's a bonny lass, isn't she?" Who'd have thought it? How it? And they go around the bar. Mm. And Barry is, you know, boring, pip out to death. And he says, "It was a hard place for hard men to do a hard." <laughs> the only thing that kept me sanity was the table, <laughs> table tennis. Do you uh, do you play at all at the poly? And she goes, what? And he goes, ping pong, pippa. No. And he goes, oh. And then Devil and, uh, and Dennis and Neville. And he goes, Dennis, Nev, oh, busting. And he gets up and he shakes hands. And, and they say, hey, Barry. They say, hey, what's all this then? 
and he's, uh, you know, he's wearing a tie. And he's, uh, and Barry says, these are the blokes I was telling you about from Germany. And Neville assumes it's his. He says, very, hello, Hazel, very pleased to meet you. Mm. And Dennis says, oh, I go on, Nev, kiss the bride. Kiss the bride, yeah. And uh, Neville goes in to kiss and she says, no, 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 I'm Pippa. And Dennis says, well, where's Hazel? And he says, Hazel's at the whaling. And then he looks at his watch. He says, my God, she's been there since eight o'clock. <laughs> and, um, and Barry runs out of the pub. And um, near, Wayne comes back and he says, Dennis says, how are you? And um, you see Barry's fucking van speed <laughs> the car park at a ridiculous rate of knots and nearly hits a pink taxi that Bomber's in. And uh, the taxi driver calls Barry a bloody maniac. And Bomber says, I expect he just remembered his wife's birthday. And, um, and Neville says, you know, to Wayne, he says, do you realise you've probably ruined Barry's marriage? And he says, oh, that's not my fault, son. Anyway, so Dennis, referring to Pippa and Linda, he says, so, listen, he says, what are you going to do with them? And he says, I know what I'd like to do. Yeah, what yeah. I'd like to do, he says, but the question is where, in it? I mean, it's all very well, Barry pissing off in a panic, but, I mean, where does that leave us? What are, where, where, where are we going to stay? And Neville says, how are you, man? Wayne, he's got a lot on his plate at the moment. He says, come on, he's brought this on himself. It was, it was him that brought us lunatics back together. And then Bomber enters, and he says, who shout is it, lads? And they all go, ah, <laughs> So Barry is now at Hazel's. On the old intercom. And apparently, they, this in real life as well, this attracted yeah. somewhat of a crowd of... Uh, all right, all right. Um, ...while they were filming this bit. So um, Barry, um, you know, he's trying to... Uh, Obviously, apologise up, apologise for standing there up. And Hazel's, uh, Hazel's none too happy. She says, "So you bothered to come round then?" She says, "Hazel, I went to the restaurant, but you'd gone." She goes, "I don't want to hear any excuses, Barry." She says, "I was late. I was trying to get the radiators installed. I'm not very amused, you know." She says, "I don't think your evening was entirely wasted, Hazel. I mean, they gave me the bill." And she goes, yeah, and he goes, I'm glad they did. He goes, but was it was really necessary to have four bottles of sake, three egg foo young. And she's like, I've never been so humiliated in all my life. <laughs> and then two women pass by and look and stand and stare. And she, says, she says, Hazel, will you let me in so we can talk in a civilised manner? And he says, I suppose all your friends have arrived and you're making them happy. What about me? <laughs> and then another man stops to watch and he says, yes, yes, my friends have arrived. But you know why, don't you? Because you know why? Because they've come from the far flung corners of the country to do up our house. And she says, why don't they just go back again, Barry? Why don't you go with them? And Barry's obviously getting quite embarrassed that he's attracted a crowd. And, and he says, all right, all right, I will go and join them. Yes, we'll probably be in the Bell and Dragon, drinking penis coladas till dawn. <laughs> and then um, there's like, and then Barry's walking away. A woman comes to the house and he tries to sneak in and she slams the door in his face. He's like, can I do that? So anyway, they cut back to the pub. And they're obviously, as we were speaking about earlier, um, they're talking to Bomber about his uh, current career in wrestling. And mm. Neville says, I always thought that, that wrestling was rigged. And Bomber says, if that's the case, Neville, how come I always bloody lose? 
And Barman says, last orders, please. And Dennis is like... Oh, really slaughtered. <laughs> mortal. Dennis is mortal. And um, and he's ordering more drinks. And he says, yeah, Chief, what do you want? And he says, I'm all right, lads. And Barman says, oh, just have a half. And he says, he's going to have a large scotch. No ice, thanks. He leaves the money on the bar and goes off to the toilet. And, um, and Bomber says, right, paint half a bit and a large scotch, no ice. And then he says, Den's knocking back the hard stuff, or is it just the excitement of the occasion? And Neville says, I've hardly seen him bomb, actually. He says, mind you, I did have a drink with him last week, and he was knocking back the scotches at dinner time. Bomber says, oh, it's all right if you can afford it. And he says, of course, he went back to the family in that, but it never worked out. He says, is that right? So he gives up Dagmar and ends up with nothing. Must have hurt him pretty hard, which it must have done, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so Wayne, he says, look, lads, I've been addressing myself to the problems of accommodation. Apparently there's a B&B down the road or there's a lovely motel half a mile past the roundabout. And Bomber votes for the motel. And Wayne says, yeah, I fancy the latter myself. And then the the the... the the, the, the phone in the pub rings. <laughs> and Neville says, I thought we were all going for a curry. And Wayne says, oh, no, Nev, I'm going to give the Vindaloo a miss. I've never found it much conducive to, to romance. And the barman, he's on the phone and he says, is there a Dennis Patterson, Dennis Patterson here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, imagine that. You've never been in this pub before in your life. And the phone rings and someone's asking for you. And like, yeah. the fuck? And, um... And um, and and Neville says, "I that must." He goes, "That must be Dennis." Well, I that is Dennis, and he says, "Den, there's a phone call for you." And Dennis is like, "And he says, phone? He says, it can't be for me. Nobody knows I'm here." He goes, "No, honest." And the barman says, "Are you Dennis Patterson?" He says, "I." So he picks up the phone. He says, "Hello," and um, and then they cut back to the conversation, obviously, and um, Dennis is on the phone, and Bomber says, "So where are we staying then, Nev?" He says, "I don't know, Barry's, I suppose." And he says, there ain't many amenities, mate. If I were you, I'd come with us. I might need a bit of uh, immoral support. Wayne oh. says about the hitchhikers. Anyway, so Dennis comes back. And Neville says, who was that then? Was it Norma? He says, no, it was Barry. Mama says, is he coming back? And Dennis next his drink. He says, no, he'd rather we went across to see him, yeah? He's been breathalyzed. <laughs> and they find that all quite hilarious. So, um, yeah, this, I mean, this is back in the 80s when, you know, drinking and driving wasn't that much of a fucking, uh, yeah. wasn't considered that much of a, the, the, the major crime it is today. Mm. I mean, you know, anybody that drinks and drives now is fucking mental. But, yeah. you, know, you know, back in those days, it was five and drive, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I smashed my car when I was pissed, so <laughs> that was the first the first and last time. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you then, George? 18. And what, so what year was that? Uh, oh, God, when was that? 83, I suppose. 80. So what happened? Did you get in trouble or did you just run off? No, no, because I, I was working at an insurance company and I was out with my boss. Me and him were always out on the piss. Um he was sitting next to me because I, I didn't have a full license. So I was I was insured, third party, I had everything legal, the old L plates on. And uh, I was going down the road just around the corner from here, actually. And it just started to rain. And uh, I put the brakes on to stop and the, the car just didn't stop. It just kept going. And it hit a, a Renault that had a big uh, sort of um, 
a bar on the back, you know, to, to tow a caravan. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of concertinaed my car and his car, there was, there was just, I mean, my headlights were on his, on his bumpers. There was no damage to his car. Yeah. So my mate jumped out and said, look, look I work in insurance. Uh, there's no point in, you know, your car's fine. We've got the damage. Um, so I just limped home in, in my car. Uh, he, this old guy drove off. Uh, oh, yeah. so lucky. Yeah, my old man sold the car a week later. He said, <laughs> next time you go out and eat, you kill yourself. <laughs> and you've never had a car since? No, no, it didn't ever pass my test. No, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, we cut back. Uh, it's Barry's house from the outside again. The phone's ringing. And then we see Neville is driving the Jag. And yeah. so Dennis and, and Bomber and Barry and Wayne are in the Jag. And uh, Dennis is slaughtered still, and, and he's yeah. berating Nev for his bad driving. He says, oh, yeah, Nev, get your boot down. We're not going to a bloody funeral, you know. And, and Neville says, I'm not used to Jaguars, Dennis. Anyway, I'm only driving because you're the one who should have been breathalyzed. And, and, and Barry's, you know, guess who was? What a catastrophic night. I was really looking forward to this. And Dennis says, I hope you're not blaming us. Barry says, I'm just saying. And, he, and Wayne says, you're bleeding selfish, you are, Barry. And he, and he goes, how do you mean? He says, well, because hasn't it crossed your mind? You being breathalyzed has totally bollocks my evening. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they, um, they, um, they, they pull up outside the house and Neville reverses Ali oh. Fraser's jag in into the skip. And... Uh, Dennis is none too happy. So they get out and Wayne fucking thinks it's hilarious. He's smiling. And Neville's like, oh, it's not too bad. It's just the light. And Dennis yeah. says, oh, bloody hell, man, Neville, you bashed all the wing. How am I going to get that fixed up before Ali gets back? And Wayne says, who's Ali? Who's Ali? <laughs> yeah. and the phone rings again. Barry says, that'll be his. And he runs. And it cuts to Norma on the phone. And then it cuts back to Barry's basement and Barry misses the call. And again, you know, long before caller ID and 147. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Barry picks up the phone and he goes to call here. He, he goes the to... Sides against it, yeah. And he changes his mind. Obviously, he was, I mean, he was probably going to... He was going to ring Hazel and then he decides not to. So... Anyway, they're in the house and Bomber says, my God, here we all are. And uh, Neville looks around and he sees that the place is in a bit of a shit state. He says, we've got our work cut out here, haven't we? And Dennis has went and got himself a beer and neglected <laughs> to get one for anybody else. And Bomber's... Slaughtered, yeah. Yeah, and he's slaughtered. And, he, and Bomber says, well, I suppose a beer is out of the question. And Dennis just goes, they're all in the kitchen. And Barry comes back and he goes, she ran off just as I got there, like. And Neville says, phone her back. And Barry says, no, in case it wasn't her, I'll wake her up. And then Wayne proffers his advice about women. He says, I wouldn't call her. In any case, Barry, he says, don't demean yourself. You've done the gentlemanly thing. You've went round there, good as gold. What did mm. she do? She gives you the Spanish archer. And if you, <laughs> Elbow. Well, this is, so this is the, the very first time, and I think the very only time I've ever heard that used in uh, a TV show. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe that this introduced the phrase, the Spanish archer, into yeah, yeah. 
the vernacular. Yeah, I've never heard it before that. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many times have you used that phrase in your life? Oh, I've <laughs> given him the old Spanish archer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, like I say, how, how pop culture can influence language. And he says she's given, she's given you the Spanish archer. And he goes, what? And he goes, elbow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he says, now it's her move, right? But let her sweat overnight. It increases the panic in the morning. And Neville says, Barry, where are we sleeping? And he says, under the circus, I suppose you better keep down here. Dennis says, I don't believe this, Barry. It's one thing to arrange a reunion, but you didn't have to recreate the squalor we once lived. <laughs> yeah. Neville says, at least we had a stove in Germany. Barry says, if I'd known you were coming, I'd have made some arrangements. Wayne only phoned me from the motorway. And he says, you knew Bomber was coming. He says, well, I made some arrangements for Bomber, didn't I? I've got a camp upstairs with a duvet. Bomber says, did you leave your window open, Barry? And he says, of course not. He says, well, it's open now. And so they all go to have a look. And Barry says, blimey, that's been forced. And never, like, so Dennis, Dennis is fucking steaming and Neville sort of looks at him with a sort of look of disgust. And then Barry sees the pan. He says, someone's had a fry because blimey, the pan is still hot. And I'm sure they'd have smelt the food if someone had just yeah, had yeah. food. Anyway, he says, yeah, what about that Trevor? He says, he's never put a minute's overtime in. He spends all of his evenings painting left-wing slogans on viaduct wall. <laughs> he says, in, in one night, my fiance is buggered off. I've been breathalyzed and I've been burgled. Yeah. And uh, Wayne says, now, Den, he says, when I was here earlier, there was a three-piece suite and a lovely cocktail cabinet. <laughs> And he says, look, this isn't funny, Wayne. There's tools here. And he says, downstairs, my registered office, all my paperwork and files, not to mention me petty cash. Anyway, Neville, hears me. Shh, he goes, someone's upstairs. And he's coming down. And Bomber says, hold your horses, lads. Anyway, so they're all sitting there. So, like, the, whoever it is coming through, Bomber picks them up, throws them on the floor, and Neville throws a dust sheet on them. And Barry starts screaming, kick him, kick him. <laughs> And they pull the sheet off, and it is Moxie. <laughs> and so, um, and Barry says, Moxie. And he says, well, there was no one here, so I let myself in. Sorry if I'm late, lads. I had a bit of trouble getting away. Getting away. <laughs> and obviously, that nobody knows yet. Yeah. But, yes, he was in prison, and he's escaped. Yeah. Prison. Comes to light later. Yeah. And so never smiles. So there we go. That's the end of the episode, the Return of the Seven, episode one. And so the credits are given uh, Ali Fraser and Brenda are on a credit. Norma and Vicky are on a credit. And we've got Trevor, Pippa, Linda, and Mrs. Bainbridge on a credit. Paddy, Russell, Sid, and Mr. Galloway the campus prison officer in <laughs> the world. Um, Billy, the barman, the customs officer, and young Debbie. So yeah, like I say, the two, the two songs, you've got Get It Right and Back With The Boys Again, both written by David McKay and Ian Lafreni and sung by young Joe, I say young Joe Fagan, Joe Fagan. Yeah. So that's it, that is the end of uh, Series 1, Episode 1, The Return of the Seven. And next week, it is The Return of the Seven, Part 2. Two. So, we, um, 
Oh, looking forward to that. Um, it's a great episode. I'm really yeah. enjoying getting touched because obviously I've seen uh, most of series one. I've seen them all yeah, yeah. numerous, numerous times yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, over and over again. Series two, I've only seen it, I don't know, you know, maybe 10 times, whatever. I don't yeah. know. Uh, only the 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not something that I've watched, you know, repeatedly. Like, you know, like The Sopranos, like I've watched that 34. Yeah, and yeah. I've just rewatched the whole thing yeah, again as well. I know, yeah. I know it word for word, you know. But series two is a little bit different. So anyway, if you are loyal listeners have any feedback, uh, constructive criticism, trivia inserts from uh, like Moxie's broken leg and or backslash abuse. Or if you are on the admin team of the official Facebook page and would like to reach out an olive branch and try and repair the damage that you have done, <laughs> please feel free to do so on our email address of vidazainagain at gmail.com. Again at gmail.com. Instagram at again podcast, Twitter at Auf again. Uh, please do like and share the Facebook page of again podcast. Uh, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel of again podcast and click that bell to be alerted to all new episodes. And we are on all good audio podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google, Breaker, and many, many more. And remember, new episodes are released every Friday at 10 a.m. And our theme music is composed and performed by the guitar man, Lee Dosky. Um, and remember, we are sponsored by Top Gun Tattooing, number 12, the Harris Arcade in Reading. That's topguntattoo.co.uk, audible 1899686667. You get a 20% discount if you speak to Zach with a code word, Hadaway and Shiteman. And remember, every single listener is entitled to a free Neville and Lottie tattoo. So that is it. Yeah. Episode number 14 of our Vita Zane Again podcast. And um, we will be back next week with episode 15. And next week we'll be introducing our new giveaway to mm. our loyal uh, listeners. But until then, George, enjoy your holiday and yeah. I'll feed us in pet. Oh, yeah, man, man, man. All out of options, nothing to choose. I pissed out on Netflix, I'm sick of the news. I'd sign up to Sky, but I don't want to pay. I've been on furlough since May. Now we'll go and listen to a company. Add a joy.